Hello everybody, welcome to your Blood Red podcast. I'm Andy Kelly and it's Derby Week and that means we've shaken things up a bit. Uh, I'm joined today by our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away and back safely from the slopes I can reveal. James Pearce, you alright James? Alright. Uh, I'm joined by Christian Walsh, um, who we shall be taking on James in the half marathon on Sunday. <laughs> Confident mate? No. <laughs> Fair enough, we'll leave it there. Uh, I'm joined by our uh, live blog guru, uh, Joe Rimmer. You alright, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Christian's a bad liar. He's supremely confident. Very confident. We've got. Hang on about it all week. We've we've got uh, Walsh's one to three favourite on this line, but James <laughs> doesn't like to get beat. Uh, but we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, no booing at the back, if you don't mind. We're joined by our uh, Everton uh, full-time home and away Everton reporter, uh, Phil Coatbride. Welcome, Phil. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, he's on loan from Royal Blue for <laughs> yeah. for this afternoon, uh, and we've brought Phil in to get an Everton perspective on on the derby. And Phil, we might as well start with you because I think obviously that's probably um, you know the, the the insight that that hopefully people want. Everton been playing well recently, haven't they? They're the form team in the Premier League, um, very much so, and they have been in a very very rich vein of form under Ronald Koeman. Things have started to click after a difficult period. And since the derby, they've only lost one, I think it was the tw- 12 Premier League games, or one of their, you know, it was the only defeat in the last 12, um, the derby at Goodison. So it was actually kind of a bit of a watershed moment for them, that defeat, as painful as it was. Um, it, they are the form team, as I say, but they are, unfortunately, um, as yourselves are a little bit, um, held back by injuries going into this game, and, and obviously a couple of key ones, Coleman, as I'm sure, Liverpool fans are aware his, his season's over and today the manager confirmed that Morgan Schneidlin won't be playing at Anfield either. So two key positions for Everton. Um, a lot of their attacking threat comes down the right with Seamus. So that's something for the manager he's going to have to look at and, and Schneidlin's been been a real sort of revelation in that run for the Blues. So, yeah, you know, spotlight's very much on Koeman and, and, and what he can conjure up uh, on Saturday. The James... Phil talks about those Everton injuries, and we'll talk about how they might cope with those shortly. But from Liverpool, you've been with Klopp this afternoon, um, and confirmation that Jordan Henderson's injury just doesn't, from a, an initial assessment that he wouldn't be long. He's he's been a few weeks now, and it's going to be at least another week before he's out training. By the signs of it, yeah, that was you know, really bad news. I think you know, Klopp spoke. I think it was after the Man City game, wasn't it? Two weeks ago, saying that he hoped that he'd be back fit for the derby, um, and he's nowhere near. You know, Talked today about him having a setback. Uh, didn't expect him to even train next week. So you think you know, that immediately rules him out of, of of the next two games after after Saturday as well. And you know, and, and then suddenly you're looking. I think it's five weeks already. So you're looking at you know six, seven weeks. You know, and then he then he's obviously got, got to build it back up before you'd even think about playing him. So you know, we're not going to see much, if any, of Jordan Henderson again this season. Which you know, coupled with the the Lallana news this week. Does Liverpool does leave Liverpool very very thin in that area? Um, you know that's why it'll be it'd be interesting to see what you know which way Klopp does go with that on on Saturday. Um, you know I think probably the two overriding options are probably bringing in Lucas uh, and you know and then you don't you don't have to tamper with that front line or you drop Coutinho into a, a slightly deeper role and play Origi as one of the front three. But you know neither of them are perfect. Um, you think of you know Barkley's form and you know, whether whether you'd back Lucas to deal with that, but then and then similarly you know Origi has done very little to really warrant a start. 
So, uh, so yeah, it's a big decision for Klopp that one, and I think what he goes with, you know, whether it works or not, will go a long way to determining the outcome. Christian, um, it is a big decision for both managers how they cope with these in- injuries. Um, the, Piercy mentions two options for Liverpool. He hasn't mentioned clearly the most exciting option, which <laughs> would be to bring in uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold into midfield. It's, it's um, the option no, nobody's talking well, about. <laughs> it, it's enough, funnily enough, I've just been speaking with John Aldridge, who who uh, brought brought that option up as well. Um, am I being too unrealistic to think that a lad who has played most of his career at midfield, it virtually plays midfield for the under-23s because he's, his starting position is pretty much the halfway line in most of those games, albeit he's nominally a right fullback. Could come in and give us a right side of Mane uh, up front, Klein at right back, and, and, and on the right of those three, that he could he could be an option. I know it's a it's a gamble in a in a derby game, but but I just think it's a it's a more exciting option. It doesn't isn't Lucas Chan Wijnaldum? That feels completely lacking in invention to me. I can't see it. I'm sorry, Andy. I just, <laughs> I, 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 After that impassioned plea, <laughs> I, I can see where you're coming from. I think, and he is a midfielder. And my my firm belief is Trent will become a midfielder at Liverpool. I think he'll play. You know, I'll probably sound very stupid, and this will be replayed in about five years' time. But I think he might get into triple figures playing midfield for Liverpool eventually. I think he's he's that good. Um, but at the same time, I just Klopp has. Klopp has shown no signs of deviating from from the, from normality. I think I think he's okay with playing him at, uh, at right back. I think he's okay, like he did at Old Trafford. He didn't have a problem with that. Um, but I think that was also because of circumstance. I think when there are other options there, when there are more experienced options, more options that he's seen firsthand, that's that's something that's quite important here. I think is that Klopp will have seen Lucas in midfield. I know he's not his biggest fan of midfield, but I think he'll look at someone like. Lucas in midfield, and he'll think I've, I've got to go with the experience over over the wild card. I could, you know what? It, it would certainly be a talking point. Look at what Everton have done with Tom Davis this season. You know, he's sort of not come out of nowhere because you know we've all sort of known Tom Davis has been uh, a top player on on in Everton's academy for a while. But in terms of a Merseyside derby, it, it just feels it, it feels like it's something that you do against Stoke at home rather than Everton at home. I personally, I'd like to see. I, I think I don't think James Milner's a, a mad shout to bring him into midfield and, and start Moreno. I, I, I know that I know Moreno's massively out of favour, but you know, as Phil said, Everton's right hand side has been severely weakened there by Coleman's injury, and I just feel that the derby might sort of play into his mentality, Moreno's. Uh, I don't think he's as bad as people make out. He's, like, he's not brilliant, but he's, I, don't think he's as bad. I think he's a competent footballer. Um, and I'd much rather see maybe Moreno on the left, Klein on the right, um, and Milner into that midfield three. Joe, Christian talks about the options, and we're talk, talking about the option for these injuries, but derbies are all about emotion, aren't yeah, they? You're yeah, a local yeah, lad. Yeah. Did, 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 how do you feel about a derby? Some people absolutely dread them and feel uh, fairly nauseous running up to them, in fact. Because the prospect of defeat is far greater emotionally than the possible joy of victory in, in some cases. Um, how, how have you been over the years in taking on in taking on Everton? I just like them up away. You know, I, I just think yeah, I think with derbies, mind you, I, I'm a bit of a coward because any big game, I like up away. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even relish any. Just any big game. Just, you, you knocked off for any finals next year, I'd though. Rather just, 
but play Bournemouth every week in front of them at home, and, and that, uh, uh, you know, that that would be more fun. But yeah, no, they are about passion. Um, some people relish them. I don't particularly. Um, but I can see when you talk about Trent, why a player like him would fit in with 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 that because. I think it will help Everton tomorrow that they've got a couple of local lads in their team. I think someone like Tom Davis. I've got a feeling that he's going to play a big part in it tomorrow. Either either way, he could either score or I think he could go over the top and get himself sent off. And I think it could be the same with someone like Trent if he did play. I don't think he will play, and I go as far as saying that if he does play in midfield, Andy, I'll go out to the Liverpool shop. I'll buy you a Trent Alexander Arnold shirt. I'll pay by the letter. I know Alexander. You, if you're playing by them, if he if he plays in midfield tomorrow, because I think yeah. the only chance he's got playing is if he comes at right back, he moves Klein to left and puts Milner in. Jurgen, you've just heard what we need to happen there. Well, Phil, it wasn't that long ago, less than two years. In fact, you and I were stood on uh, the touchline at a very very cold Finch Farm watching uh, Everton and Liverpool under 18s mm. when Tom Davis was in midfield mm. for Everton and uh, Trent was in one of his very first under 18 games for Liverpool it didn't end so well for Liverpool that day a 5-0 <laughs> defeat but um, um, Evertonians going into this game yeah. it always seems to me and you hear that round the office there's almost like uh, even though you're in great form there's an instant sort of yeah. negativity and a, it's, Liverpool get into Everton's head this, well, more than the other way around 18 years without victory Anfield tends to sort of bring that on doesn't it unfortunately Um yeah, we are in great form, and, and but obviously then the injuries are almost felt they almost felt inevitable a little bit. If you know what I mean, it felt that there would be something kind of maybe just tugging back on on Everton going into this game. We, strictly speaking, we haven't got anything to lose. You know, Everton have effectively guaranteed seventh, which is probably going to be good enough for Europe. Which is Ronald Koeman's first season is 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 a really good return. He's ticking that would tick pretty much every box that we wanted. Were you surprised when you looked at the table and thought we win this? With three points, yeah. off, three points off Liverpool well, here. If Liverpool are in yeah. a top, in a fight for the top four, yeah, that, yeah. that puts Everton. Well, it's a testament to the, to the run Everton been on, and, and and Ronald has said the next two games will shape if if there's any remote chance of top four and pushing and pushing the top four. Um, but there are obviously trips to Anfield and Old Trafford, places where historically, you know, certainly in in, in the recent past, we haven't performed and haven't won. Quite happy for you to get points in one of them, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> as I say, I, as I say, if, if, if you're being sort of pragmatic about it, Everton have got nothing to lose, and Everton have, you know can go there with whatever game plan they choose and and think, well, it's, the onus is on Liverpool, not only because they're the home side, but because you're chasing top four and it's tighter for you. We've effectively wrapped up what we're what we our aims were this season. But to be honest, whether this win, you know, the out. What this game means in terms of the table and, and the season, what Matt Redjot in the 90 minutes before kickoff, during the game and the few hours after the game, if not longer, because it just doesn't, does it? it everything else just is just pushed to the side and you won't be... If ever win, I won't be thinking, three points close to Liverpool, I'm thinking, we're going to put it Anfield. Yeah. You know. um, How big was the Mane goal when you think about it, though, in terms of Liverpool? Because if he doesn't score that, then this, this game is... They're neck very and neck much. virtually, it's, it's, aren't they? Three points behind, and a win puts them level with Liverpool. So it's very much uh, that you know. It, it's been a turning point for Everton's season, mm. but it, in, you know, at the same time, it's also you know just kept them within touch, you know out of out of reach for now. But it could it could have been a lot closer going into this game. James um, Phil's been watching Lukaku score goals all all season. Top Premier League goal scorer. He's the sort of striker Liverpool have tended to have 
everybody's been having problems against him, to yeah. be fair. But he, you know, Liverpool's defence it has been fragile uh, on occasion, certainly. And it felt like Klopp was talking today about his plan is essentially if he gets the ball, we're in trouble. So, yeah. so the key supply is, lines. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah, I think um, I think that, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, his, his record's very good, isn't it? I think he scored five. In twelve appearances against against Liverpool, you know, I remember even when you know, when he had that stint at West Brom, you know, the problems he caused. I think that was Brendan Rodgers' first game in charge, wasn't it? Down there was that the opening opening day yeah. of the season. Yeah, opening he, day. Yeah. He, um, yeah, and he has he has been a thorn in Liverpool's side. So yeah, it was interesting that hearing Klopp, he uh, spoke about his admiration for for Lukaku, and um, you know, he's obviously the, the huge threat, isn't he? And that's why you know, it, and it has been an issue. You think some of the goals Liverpool have conceded, you know, not. Being quick enough to, to shut down those deliveries from wide areas, um, that's why I think as well it's so important he gets the decision right in terms of the balance of that midfield because you know Barkley from what I've seen looks like he's in decent form doesn't he going into this and you know he'll be trying to get into those pockets of space and, and open up opportunities for Lukaku through the middle and obviously you know if, if they get decent deliveries from wide areas as well you know that is area and you know I think that'd be somewhere where Koeman will be thinking that Liverpool could be found wanting. Um, you know I, I suppose. The other thing that hasn't really been talked about is I imagine Clavan will probably keep his place. I mean, it was, you know, it was probably a, that was a decision for Klopp before the Man City game, wasn't it? With you know, Lovren obviously being back around. Um, I totally don't see why he wouldn't bring in his best player. Yeah, uh, and Lo- was... Lovren for all, you know, I think for all the talk about Lovren new contract and all this stuff, which, you know, I don't think there's a mass of Liverpool fans out there who'd be absolutely aghast if Lovren moved on. Uh, I mean, I think he's a good player, and I think he's our in our best two at the minute. But yeah, um, but I still I still don't understand why you wouldn't. I would have played him the last game. I mean, I'm not obviously yeah. Clavan was at fault for Aguero's goal. Whether Lovren would have been any better, matter of debate. To be fair, but um, don't, don't you just it's the derbies have plenty of time. Lovren doesn't don't you just get him almost, inside? It's been that long now. You wonder whether is it the right game to throw him straight back into because. He hasn't played first-team football for, for quite a while now. Didn't, didn't Clavan, did he play in the Goodison? He played really well. Played really well. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Yeah, I thought he did. And, yeah, it, and, and Clavan did well, didn't he, at Man City two weeks ago? Like, I think if you were judging him on that game, you wouldn't, I, I know, you, know you, you could if you were being really harsh, you could say he could have done better for Aguero's goal. But the, I'm always really harsh, the, as you know. The delivery the from the De Bruyne was absolutely good, ridiculous. Yeah. I wouldn't hold that against him. Um, so I think base pure on that Clavan probably does deserve to start. But I think you're right. If he's your, if Lovren's your first choice, then you go with him. But you know, maybe Bournemouth at home following is an ideal yeah. game to make that change again. Who knows? He likes consistency though, doesn't he, Klopp? In terms of the back line, yeah. it's something he hasn't had very often yeah. this season. So maybe he's <clears> relishing <throat> the fact that he's actually got a back four that's sort of looking a little bit settled at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he should stick with it, shouldn't he? I mean. He's played well in some big games this season, Clavan. Played well in the, the reverse City game, the 1 0 at Anfield against Aguero. Played well in the derby, yeah. kept a clean sheet. All right, didn't cle- keep a clean sheet. And to be honest, there was a lot of chances for City in, in the away game. But I think he won his individual battles quite well. And I think that's what he does quite well, Clavan. He scraps well. Whereas to me, Lovren is a good player, but at times I think he's a bit of a fair He can get player. bullied at times. Yeah, and he, and for he a can. big fella. Whereas I think Clavan will relish the sort of scrap with Lukaku. Yeah. Christian, Everton, early Saturday, Bournemouth on Wednesday. If I gave you four points now, out, out of the two games, would you take it? Or do you think these two home games and some tough aways coming up, you've got to go for all, they need all six here? I'd devour your hand off. 
You, do you take four, yeah? No. Yeah. Right before the half marathon as well. <laughs> Carlo, Carlo. <laughs> I, I will bite your hand off for the draw against Devon. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. But no, the, the Phil's ears have just pricked up there. So, uh, I mean, I mean, so you that suggests that you've, you're fearful of a defeat tomorrow? Because I think lots of red, so relatively confident. I, I think going into a derby without two of your first choice free midfield when a midfield functions the way it does under the Jurgen Klopp and how sort of, not clockwork it is because it's, it's quite fluid as well, but how specific that midfield operates when you've got two, the, the, the two of the three of Wijnaldum, Lallana and Henderson out, I'd, I'd all better off. Joe, does the fact that Arsenal take on Man City on Sunday, I think, yeah. give Liverpool a bit of breathing space in, in terms of because all results now are relative in terms of how those other uh, top top four contenders are doing. One hundred percent. I think like I think if you do get a draw against Everton tomorrow, then you you go into Bournemouth, and if you get three points, it's fine, isn't it? If that that draw will be defined by whether they get three points against Bournemouth, and I think Everton playing Man, Man United on Tuesday night also gives Liverpool further sort of further hope that you know if Everton take points there. Man City and Arsenal take points off each other. Whether if you can get a draw there, then it's all right, isn't it? You're defined by the results around you at the end of the day, and I think a draw in isolation isn't bad tomorrow. But if those results go their way, it could be a really good point. Phil, I'm assuming most Evertonians would probably take a draw given your recent record at, <laughs> at Anfield. Yeah, probably. And and if if he is to try and go for more than that. Yeah, yeah. It, it it is made difficult by those injuries. Presumably, Gareth Barry yeah, could well, come it, in in yeah. midfield for Snyder and, and presumably Holgate right back. Yeah, and by sounds of it, it could be the battle of the old timers in midfield this game, couldn't it? Barry, Lucas, Milner, crikey, creaking bones all over the place. I'm going to have to look away, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, Holgate would be the natural choice to come in. I, I, if it was to me, I'd play three at the back and try and make it solid. And, because I sense that Kuma probably feels, you'd be able to tell me better, lads, that your back two are probably susceptible to pace and I would hazard a guess that Morales or Valencia might get partnered with Lukaku and they might just go, right, we're recycling the ball quickly, we're going to soak it up, let Liverpool have the ball because if we try and dominate the possession, it's it's a dangerous game to play isn't it, against Liverpool, particularly with Mane, particularly with the fact that our centre-halves, if you take away Holgate, look at Williams and Jagielka, they're not blessed with pace, are they themselves? So I think Ronald will... Certainly tempted to keep it compact and tight as best he can. And so if you went three, play Holgate as the third. Yeah, and, and, half, then, yeah. and then for me, for me, I would tuck in because we don't have a uh, we don't have Coleman, but I would play something like Adrissa guy as a right wing back almost. He'll just be up and down all day. Yes, you lose what you would offer in the middle, but then you play Davis around with Barry, so you've got legs with Barry, and then you would probably, if it was me, drop Barkley deeper. But he is then the link man between the front two, if you like. And as I say, them two, Lukaku and Valencia or Morales, have got plenty of pace. So that's how I see it going. But it depends what Ron's mentality is. He said in the last two seasons <coughs> or whatever, he's felt that he sensed Everton have been afraid to play Liverpool and he doesn't understand it. You know, And that's, that's from a man who's coped and performed and excelled in the biggest game. So I'm hoping that rubs off uh, on the team and, and influences his, his approach. PSE, we, we, in terms of Liverpool's front players, um, Bill's expecting to 
Koeman to try and go with some pace alongside Lukaku there to, as a you know, possible counter-attack option. Um, the good news for Liverpool was Coutinho scored a good goal for Brazil mm. um, and it it always feels like, like if he does well for Brazil that there's, you know, he, he comes, the confidence can can flow through him again and we, we need that because he's, he's been well off the pace recently, hasn't he? He certainly has, yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting for waiting for him to come back to life really for for a few months and you know, played a, played a lot of football since that injury. And you know, there's only so long you can keep on pointing back to that that ankle ligament problem as the as the source of of his woes because you know I think it has become a, a concern. Yeah, hopefully that goal will or, or kickstart him. Um, it was interesting listening to Klopp because he you know he, he basically spoke about how how little time he's had to work with the full squad. I think. Although Coutinho and Firmino were, were pictured at Melbourne on Thursday, it was essentially a recovery day. So Friday was the only day that they've trained ahead of the game. Um, but he, you know, Klopp was adamant that you know the the, the grueling trip back, you know, hadn't taken it out of them. He, you know, he thinks that the fact that Brazil won both games, qualified for the World Cup, that you know that buzz will kind of transfer over into into Saturday. So you know that's the hope for Liverpool because those those two are going to be absolutely key to Liverpool's hopes of winning this game. Um, I mean, obviously, great for, for Coutinho to get the goal, but I think also for Firmino, it was a big step forward because you know, he was the. You know, there was a lot of faith put in him. Obviously, in the absence of Gabriel Jesus of Man City, um, nice thanks, yeah. thanks for working on that. Um, <laughs> with, You'll need that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. That time of year. So with you know with Firmino leading the line in in both those games against Uruguay and Paraguay. Um, I think in a lot of those recent trips away, he's done a lot of bench warming for Brazil. So to be to be picked as the focal point of their attack, um, you know, as the number nine, when you know, I think it wasn't that all that long ago that we were discussing, you know, is he a number nine? And now you know, he's number nine for his country, and 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 done a great job there for Liverpool. So yeah, they're, they're going to be key, and you just hope that that Klopp wasn't just putting a brave face on a difficult situation. That that hopefully, hopefully, the fact that they they won. And, and, and did it in some style that that there won't be any you know any kind of lingering hangover or fatigue from from what has obviously been a, a grueling period for both of them. Phil, the uh, one of the things that happened during the international break was also Simon Mignolet got a start for Belgium. I don't know if anyone saw some of the goals he conceded in Russia. They weren't great for him. Um, do you think sort of an Everton side will go into the? the, the that Mignolet would be a, someone that they'd be hoping to try and exploit, or uh, I mean, I've seen Harold Prenner before suggesting that you know for it, you know he's he thinks Mignolet's get, gets a pretty bad press from Liverpool fans, and has actually you know does a fairly decent job. So I I got the impression that his stock had risen because Carrius was deemed as as like worse than him, but I, I don't know. I don't think Everton can be can be sort of going into a game saying we're going to isolate a keeper because. Yeah, it was only April last year where they barely had a shot. Yeah, you, know, you can't be one shot will do it if, it if it goes in. You know, I don't think I don't see that as a uh, as a as a sort of a, a philosophy or a game plan. Look, if Lukaku gets a sight of goal, he's lethal, and that's I'm not just saying that he is. He's deadly. He's shot. He's shot to goal conversion. He's arguably I think, up there with the best in the league, if not the best. I'd have to double check, and that's what he is. And Kuman has said all along since he started working with Lukaku, he said. I can improve lots of other areas of his game, but one thing that I will not be able to improve is his finishing. You know, and Ronald doesn't hand out platitudes and, and, and tributes lightly, and he's described him as one of the best finishers in the world. So, as James mentioned earlier, the key is the supply and whether we can get him 
into those positions where he will he will get that one sight of goal and I don't really care who's in, who's in goal whether it's Mignolet or Buffon or Manuel Neuer I'd back Ruk Lukaku to score Christian one thing we know is Phil's alluded to there this will be a better Everton side than the one I I thought you could barely call last year's Anfield derby a derby so bad well, I mean the stats on it were unbelievable um, it, it it was, it, it, was shooting, in, it was shooting practice. It was, wasn't it? And, it, and it was, it, and it was a sort of, it was an indication that obviously that team had stopped playing for its manager in Martinez yeah. then. And Cumin, we know, will have a have a team that will be, you sense, better organised and more willing and more up for it, and just a better team ultimately at the stage. I, I think Cumin give Liverpool their hardest derby in a long time. Goodison. I know it wasn't exactly a vintage game. I know it wasn't one for the for the uh, for the idealists, but it was very much a, you know for the first half hour Liverpool were rocking there. They were they were really in trouble. They managed to weather the storm, and then edged away into the game, and then had a strong half last half hour, and, and ultimately got the goal. Which you know I I think they deserved um, not necessarily the win, but they deserved the goal if that makes sense for the for the final half hour. They the one who made their domination pay, whereas Everton didn't. But it was still a bit of a lucky goal, you know. It's it's a, a bit of a poor goalkeeper mistake. Sort of sort of scuffs it, and you know, eight nine times out of ten, that, that from that position it doesn't lead to a goal. And Mane tapping in, um, so you know, Coombe's got a very good record against eight the big sides in general. Um, other than the, I think the Chelsea five nil, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know the Tottenham three two wasn't wasn't great in terms of performance scoreline, sort of flat at Everton. Um, but Coombe's sides, you know. They do well against Liverpool. Uh, you know, we've, we've all seen that, and it's it's going to be. I think after the, after two of the last three Anfield derbies being basically processions, I think you know Liverpool fans. It'll be interesting to see how that feeds into the crowd. Liverpool fans might have to be prepared for this to be nil nil one one after seventy. A little bit of nerves, you know, in in there, um, and it's just whether the, the the crowd can respond. I know clock makes a lot of the crowd, and, and sometimes too much for, for for my taste. But at the same time. I don't think the, the the Anfield should you know lose its head if if it is a tight game because they, I think they've almost forgotten that's what it can be like. He's just said the Dunia Derby. Yeah, Joe. Any disappointment? Christian talks about you know the crowd and twelve thirty kickoff. Yeah, it was yeah. so great to see those images in December. Um, you know, with the pyrotechnics when the goal went off and all the players shrouded and missed almost, and it, it, you know it, they'll go down as iconic images of of, of, of recent derbies. Um, the twelve, the whole twelve thirty scenario does does wind it's never people good, up. Is it? yeah. no. I mean, if you think of the two four nils, they were both night games, weren't they? Oh, great, some, great games. Something about yeah. well, no, but I mean, <laughs> some, something about Liverpool and Anfield clicks at night, doesn't it? Whereas in the daytime, the last early derby was that the Jagielka won the goal. Yeah, it was so forty five. So you know, it, they just seem to be a bit slow those games to start don't they perfect yeah. and, take that and, and I think it will I think it will play yeah. into Everton's hands if, if that's the case if it's a bit disjointed if the Anfield's a little bit quiet if it's a little bit slow then you give Everton the platform to, to sort of work their way into the game because I think just like Liverpool did at Goodison in, in December if the away team isn't threatened too much early on they can make their way into the game and threaten late and uh, I think Liverpool really need to start this on the front foot and they need to get a goal. If they get a goal, their backs will be up and they'll, they'll feel confident. But if it's slow, I, I fear for Liverpool because I think Everton will work their way into this and, and Koeman will do a job on them. Well, I'll just go around and ask you for 
your hopes and thoughts result-wise. But Philip, just want to ask you if there was one player in Liverpool's team you could put into you could put into Everton, who's, who would it be? I, I you know, and I think I think Ronald will be in full agreement with this. I think Mane's a really good player. I think he's he's just a threat, isn't he? He's dangerous. He's lively. He doesn't stop. Um, I think if you partnered him with Romelu Lukaku, that's a frightening duo, isn't it? I think you've got pace, you're direct, you've got a goal threat. I re- I, I really like Mane, and you know, had things been different, maybe Ronald would have would have been that would have been the one player he would have gone back to Southampton for to try and raise. Um, and that's why I spoke earlier about Everton will not be looking to play a high line because against Jagielka and Williams, Mane would would eat them for breakfast basically. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Mane. We take that link up across the park as well for, for uh, Mane and Lukaku. Now, <laughs> no, well, he sort of he didn't want to say yesterday in his press conference, did he? Even though he was being, he was sort of almost being begged he to say. He uh, didn't want the headline. I want to sign Lukaku. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the the person who asked him the question desperately wanted that headline, but Klopp wasn't about to give it them. No, so, but, uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, we 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 would take it. Yeah, I mean, I've been a massive fan of Barkley. Last he's, playing, he's, he's playing as well as he's ever played. Yeah, yeah it's, a big, it's a big Tom game. Davis. Play, you know. Yeah, and he's a young lad still, and people forget that. But I've I've got no doubts in my mind that he'll uh, he's got the temperament to handle this game. In fact, I think he'll I think he'll revel in it. Yeah, I really do. I think the, 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 there's good young players on both sides, and actually there are two sides that they play their cards right. Um, Everton obviously need to try and hang on to Lukaku or get so much money off, off selling them that they were able to replace well. Um, but you know, lots of positivity around the stadium and all those things going forward. And good young team, hang on to the manager. Lots of positive things for them. And you know, Klopp's on a, you know, as he calls it, a journey at, at Liverpool. You know, long-term project. And but we've seen, you know, decent steps along the way, haven't we? And uh, yeah, I think most of all we'll get tremendously. Hopefully, if he doesn't, if if he if he doesn't go for that midfield affair, that I think we could get a really cracking game yeah. for 12.30 or not uh, well anyway we'll, um, we will be back uh, on Monday I guess to talk it all through hopefully you're just recovering from a, a win hangover Reds um, we will we'll go round the table to finish on a prediction um, just so we can come back and see how wrong we there um, Phil start with you um, <laughs> I love Love to see an Everton win, of course, um, but I, I, I can't sort of shake the feeling that it'll be a score draw. Christian? I, I can't say, I'm a podcast. No, listen, it's always, it's always better to be honest if you're fearing the worst. Liverpool 1, Everton 2. Joe? Do you know, I wanted to say 2-2, two, two, but I think really it's not going to be that exciting. I, I just got a feeling that it's going to be a, a bit of an early morning, 0-0 nil, nil, or perhaps even a 1-1, one, one, but not a great game to watch. A bit scrappy. I'm gonna go. I've I've got more confident as the week's gone on, which I always seem to do. I always fear derbies as they're about a week away, and then as you get each day comes closer, I start to think, yeah, we'll beat these. Um, so I'm hoping uh, that is those thoughts are uh, are accurate, and I'm gonna go for uh, Liverpool two, Everton one, um, and uh, all gone tight though. Yeah, I, don't, I yeah, just I, don't think it's one of those. I, other, not, other than the game Christian mentioned when Everton got absolutely walloped at Chelsea this season, they haven't. They've, if they've lost, it's always been you know the the odd goal in one type of thing. So um, yeah, Ronald knows how to set teams up, uh, unlike Roberto. Yeah. So and to be honest, Liverpool haven't really been free scoring for a while, particularly have we? So I think yeah, 
it's going to be tight. Um, so, um, listen, wherever you're watching the game, wherever you are around the world, whether you're at uh, Anfield tomorrow uh, in a decent boozer in Liverpool or on the other side of the world, enjoy the derby. We'll be back next week to talk about it. Phil might even be back if, uh, well, it, depends if, on the if, if it depended yeah. on the result. Um, but, yeah, it's a special week in the calendar. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's all hope the game lives up to it. Thanks for listening. Cheers.